1: Welcome to PTI. We will get to the other sports news of the day later in this show, but we begin today with the uncertainty surrounding Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin, who suffered cardiac arrest last night early in the Buffalo Cincinnati game and remains in a Cincinnati hospital in critical condition. Wilbon,
2: what are your thoughts on this? Well, Tony, I guess I have a range of thoughts that I don't know are very different than many of the thoughts we've heard over nearly, you know, 20 hours now. But I I go back to last night when I was watching television, watching the game live in live time and sitting there with my wife and looking at the the fear on the faces of players on both the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals. And just thinking this, this, I I immediately thought this seems more serious than other times. And people have said, well, we've never seen an ambulance on the field. Yeah, we have. We've never seen players collapse and and tended to. Yeah, we have. But I, I, the, fear, the fear, the tears, the praying, the fear on their faces is what said to me, that I'm not changing the channel. I'm staying with this because something's wrong here. And um, I'm certainly glad they didn't try to play again, Tony. Um, and I will say this, when, when you hear the word unprecedented, and people have done an incredible job and on this network. I think about Ryan Clark listening to him last night. And I, he, he could have talked for another hour, and I would have listened to every word he said. I would have consumed all of it. Um, it was, it's not unprecedented. I mean, you got to be older like us to remember, I think immediately of a, of a gentleman named Chuck Hughes. He died on the field of play in Tiger Stadium, which the Detroit Lions used to play at. They were playing the Chicago Bears. I'm 13 years old. October 24, 1971. I'll never forget it. Tony, he, he was in the fourth quarter in the final minute of a game, which means it's about 4 o'clock Eastern. At 5.30 he was pronounced dead. Had a cardiac event. It might not have been identical, but it was similar. And this has happened. We had gathers. This has happened. And it's tragic every time. And you identify with it every time. This person's family, this person, the risk they're taking. In football, it probably happens more frequently. But I, I'm thinking of all that today and hoping that he recovers as, as best he can. Yeah. So I
1: watched... All morning long and early in the afternoon, I watched former football players talk about this, and I watched reporters talk about it, and I watched anchors talk about it, and I watched commentators talk about it. And I'm not going to say anything here smarter or more original than anything they said. Everybody who's in the National Football League, their body goes through stress in order to become a professional football player. Every one of them understands that they are one play away from a serious injury but this is not like a torn ACL. It's not even like a concussion. It's far more serious than that. And you step back when you see something like this happens. We instinctively know that it's a little bit different. I wondered if there was anything in his medical history that would have predicted an event like this. And I was talking to my we all have friends who are doctors. You do too. And I was talking to my friend who's a doctor. And he said, you wouldn't know for something like this. This is a This is a bang, bang event, electrocardiogram event, something like that. I mean, I don't even know the the exact words he was talking about. But what he said to me was he thought they got to him so quickly and they handled the protocol so well and the Cincinnati Hospital is so good that my friend believes he thinks there's a better chance for a good outcome than a bad outcome. To your point, we see tragedy in sports all the time. You and I have seen Race car drivers killed before our eyes. That seems to be a sport where this happens, not all the time, but enough in our lives Too that often. we fear it. We yes. have seen, you and I have seen boxers killed in the ring. You and I have seen that. There was a baseball player who was killed a pitch, hit him in the head, and he died. There was a, just recently a Danish soccer player, yes. I believe, had a cardiac event on the field, Christian came back to play in the
2: World Cup. Christian Eriksson, yes. Yeah,
1: Chris Pronger of the St. Louis Blues took a puck in the chest, was unconscious, had one of these events, and played two games later. So we don't know what's going to happen, but it, it, it appears to be like a terrifying moment. And I'll just say this one other thing. The National Football League today came out and said, we're not going to replay that game this week. So this, to me, is an understanding that at some point we have to talk about football, even if something absolutely tragic happens here. And you know, as I know, there are three or four guys in a room in the NFL that are sitting down today, and they're saying, should we resume this game? Should we replay this game? Should we decide on another outcome altogether and mandate what happens with this game? Because, Mike, the playoffs will be here in a week and a half. Yeah, And this was, you
2: know, this is, to the integrity of the playoffs, this game matters. Tony, right? I, you know, to, just to your point, to sort of put a period on this, I... We do. We have have doctors we talk to, and you know one of my friends, Dr. Jason Daniels in Scottsdale, who I consult with everything, because he once picked up the phone and said to me on a phone call, you don't look good. Your vitals don't look good. I'm on this network. Don't get on a plane. Don't do it. I don't like this. I got on a plane. I get off the plane. I have a heart attack. So I talked to him about everything, and I talked to him nonstop last night immediately. And so much of what is being reported now are things that, that he thought and told me in a lot time. Here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm looking at. Here's what I fear, hoping for the best, because he deals with like a half dozen of these a year where you're like, oh, my God, you see this all the time. And in yeah. sports, yeah. you know, I, I was just talking to my brother today about how in sports, yes, the attention given to all lives are not equal. And this might happen to happen. An assistant coach had something happen in, on some college game this year. And it could happen to a fan in the stands. It could happen anywhere. But when it happens like this and you realize the risk, particularly in football, but other sports, like you mentioned, auto racing, the risk that people take to do things they love, right. that resonates, I think, with all of us as we watch and celebrate. And we're going to watch football again. We're all going to watch it. Yep. And, and we cringed yep. last night. And I hope we don't have to cringe again. Anytime soon. But this is what, this is the intrusion of real life.
1: Yeah, it's inherent in the sport itself. We're going to take a break and we'll be back after this.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled. So you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, by visiting electricebikes.com. That's lectric dot Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Let's
1: move to other headlines, starting with the NBA, where we had no fewer than five compelling storylines last night. Donovan Mitchell scored 71 in an overtime win over the Bulls. Klay Thompson scored 54 in regulation in a Warriors home win over the Hawks. LeBron scored 40-plus for a second straight game as the Lakers beat the Hornets. Zion left the Pelicans' loss to the Sixers with a right hamstring strain. And the Nets crushed the Spurs for their 12th straight win. Wilbon, which is the most significant headline to you?
2: Strangely enough, Tony, the most significant, not the most spectacular, the most spectacular is Donovan Mitchell going for 71. It's like the highest scoring game in, I don't know, 16 years, something like that, maybe more than that. But Zion, who was having Zion, was creeping into the MVP discussion. I mean, it's led by Luca and Jason Tatum and, you know, who else, whoever else you want to mention. We, we, we know the, the, the Kevin Durant, who won again last night. But Zion, Tony, the Pelicans with Zion playing like he had 10 of 12 shots last night. And so if Zion has to miss any real time, that sort of changes. I don't want to say it diminishes because they're pretty good. They're deep, the New Orleans Pelicans. But I thought Zion, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, my goodness. I mean, look, Cleveland's a real yeah. threat and they got a chance. I know they're going to have, to have some heartbreak yeah. first before they sort of threaten to win at all. And then LeBron, I mean, LeBron's playing at the level that no one, not even Tom Brady. I know Tom Brady's won something in his 40s, and LeBron's not your 40. But at this age, Tony, what LeBron's doing is insane, the games he's having. But I'm going I'm to still say Zion. I don't want to see Zion. I want to see Zion healthy and playing, yeah. and we're not there consistently so enough I'm going to
1: go to the legal pad. I'm going to go to notes. I'm eliminating Donovan Mitchell right away. Okay. Even though what he did, scoring or assisting on 99 points is spectacular. Wilt. But everybody, everybody knows... That Kobe had 81, right? And everybody knows that Wilt had 100. And Wilt and David Thompson and Wilt again had 73, <laughs> yeah. and Wilt had 72. Yeah. And then David Robinson and Elgin 70, Baylor 80, had 71. Now, 72. if I'm going to eliminate Donovan Mitchell, I'm going to eliminate Clay Thompson because he had 60 a few years back. So we're going to eliminate him. I'm eliminating Zion because there's no break, there's no need for surgery. Okay. It's a hamstring You're problem, optimistic. and I don't think it's critical. All right. So that leaves us with LeBron and the Nets. Every day on this show, LeBron and the Nets. LeBron or the Nets. LeBron and the Nets. LeBron is doing something great at 38 years old. Has anybody ever done that before? Funny you should ask. Michael Jordan has. No, Michael Jordan has. And they belong in the same company. The answer to the question is the Nets. Because it's 12 in a row yeah. and 16 out of 17, and a month ago they were in disarray, and they fired their coach, and they looked like the Titanic after the iceberg, yeah. and now they look like the Titanic
2: before the iceberg. Clay okay? Thompson, by the way. So it's the Nets. It's us not shortchange Clay Thompson. He, he, I he said had he got a struggle. 60 already. I know, but to get back to this point where he's Clay Thompson like this. The answer is the Nets. It's a big deal. The answer is the Nets. No, it's not the Nets. Man, it's a good answer. There's a lot of good stuff last night. A lot of good stuff last night. College football playoffs, Tony. You and I went crazy in live time on the phone like we were little kids talking about these games. TCU and Georgia are going to square off Monday night for the actual championship. TCU was the biggest surprise, I guess, upsetting Michigan in that epic. And Georgia prevailed only when Ohio State's game-winning field goal attempt at the gun sailed wide left. So given what we saw in those semifinals, do you give TCU an actual chance against the defending champs? How about them dogs?
1: Yeah. So let let me say this, uh, that I understand that Georgia is the defending champion. Georgia is a great team. I mean, I get that. Okay. Georgia also gave up 41 points to Ohio State. That's a lot of points for a team built on defense. TCU came literally within one foot of getting a touchdown in overtime, which would have beaten Kansas State, which would have made them 14-0 right now exactly the same as Georgia. Mike, I was stunned to read that the opening line on this game, that Georgia was a 13-and-a-half point favorite. I'm the guy who said I thought Max Duggan should win the Heisman Trophy. So do I give them a chance? I don't want to go crazy, but I give them a 25 or 30% chance. Let me just say... One other thing, and that is those games, those two playoff games, as good as you get. Michigan and TCU, it's... and Ohio State and Georgia, better. were sensational. Better. That, that's the best back-to-back college yes. I have ever seen yes. in
2: my life. Here, here. Every
1: third play, a guy was going 80 yards for a touchdown. And the committee wants those to ruin it. Those games
2: were great. They want to ruin it by and increasing Michigan... the
1: field. I understand Michigan left 21 points on the one, on the
2: one. If they'd gotten any one of those touchdowns, they would have won. When you, you called me and said you won't believe what the line is on the championship game. Go ahead. Go ahead. Guess. I'm always trashing the line to you. Not the line, but the discussion That's of right. it. And what did That's I tell right. you I thought the line would be? 13. 12, 12 and a half, yeah, 13. I, come on. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised. So I'm not surprised, I'm surprised. at that. Those games were as great as it gets. Why college football would want to ruin that by trying to go to a 28-team playoff? I know it's not 28-teams. They're going to kill it. They just—they just, Everybody's greedy. Everybody thinks more is better. No. What you've got isn't just better. It's perfect. So why mess around with it? Tony, don't, don't do anything with it. Does TCU have a chance? Not really. I mean...
0: It's sort of
2: like North Carolina State had a chance in 1983 against Houston. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. How'd they do? How'd they do? He actually was hugging people, Coach Jim Valvano, your dear friend. Yeah. 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 I don't see them having much of a chance, Tone. I really don't. I would like it. I want it to happen. Those two
1: games were just great. Yeah. And I think the TCU getting in. Let's the committee say, you see, we're more than just a big for them. 10 I'm in the happy SEC. for TCU. Happy we're to more. Let's move on. We had a college football bowl worth talking about last night. Tulane scored 16 points in the final four minutes to win the Cotton Bowl over a USC team that just a few weeks ago was on the brink of the playoffs. Wilbon, does the Trojans' loss diminish what coach Lincoln Riley and Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback Caleb Williams Gonzaga High School accomplished this season? Well, they
2: can't reduce Caleb Williams. He only threw about 40 touchdown passes in the last two games, and they lost. So it doesn't reduce yeah, him because yeah, his numbers right. 13, not 53. He's not out there to stop somebody because none of his friends and teammates have done that, whether it's the two games against Utah or this game. I mean, that look, I'm not going to make any jokes. I mean, Caleb Williams in our house is a big deal because there's a kid who goes to Gonzaga now who lives in my house. So I, yeah, you know who we root yeah. for. You know who we rooted for. I know. I felt really bad. Lincoln, I mean, Lincoln Riley, how about, like, believing in defense at some point in your coaching career? Because you can't keep asking a kid to run hundred and throw five touchdowns every game, and then you got to win the fourth quarter. So, I mean, you know, no, it, yeah. it reduces the coach, not the quarterback. All right, so first of all, let me say, what exactly
1: is USC doing in a cotton ball? USC should be in the Rose Bowl. (laughs) What is Penn State, which was in the Rose Bowl, doing in the Rose Bowl? Penn State should be in the Orange Bowl. CBS should broadcast the Cotton Bowl. Don't say that. NBC should broadcast the Rose Bowl. And ABC should broadcast the Sugar Bowl. And suddenly ESPN broadcasts everything, but I digress. I love this game. Tulane, Tulane, let me say that again. Again. Tulane went out and beat the University of Southern California. O.J. Simpson, Marcus Allen... Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Don't forget Mike, Mike Garrett, Garrett. yeah, uh, Pat Hayden, all right? They beat them. That's that school. Tulane is a school of fine dining and good parties and gumbo, okay? And they beat them, and they came back from 45-30 in the fourth. Man. And you're right about – and they were 2-10. and ten la- This is Tulane. Yeah. You're right about Lincoln Riley. Go hire Get somebody defense. from Kirby Smart. right. Go care Steal about somebody. it. somebody from sobering coach's defense. Man. Still to come. Number
2: one ranked Purdue loses its perfect season. They got Caleb Williams back next year. He's going to have to win another Heisman just to get the, in the finals of something. 17-year-old hockey phenom Connor Bedard is having a world junior championship to remember. He would look good in that red sweater. He'd look good in that red sweater in Chicago. That ending was so great where they
1: reversed the incomplete call and scored touchdown on yeah. it.
3: marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Happy time,
1: people. Happy 31st birthday, Doug McDermott. Dougie McBuckets, college player of the year in 2014 when he averaged 26.7 points per game, playing for his dad, Greg, at Creighton. Greg McDermott still at Creighton, where his team was ranked as high as number seven in late November. Doug McDermott was the 11th overall pick in the draft. He's now with San Antonio. Shooting has kept him in the league all this time for nine seasons and six teams. McDermott is a 41% career shooter from three. This year, coming off the Spurs bench, McDermott is averaging 10.6 points, wow. shooting 48.1% from the field, and 43.2% from three.
2: Tony, he's got plenty of time to make impact still in his 30s. The guy he essentially replaced in Chicago, I loved him in Chicago, Kyle Korver, was an all-star after 31, and three times after 31, led the NBA in three-point shooting. So, you know, as a blueprint, yeah, he can do he's it. got time, McBuckets. Yeah. Hope he does. Sure. Like him. Happy anniversary, Tony Dorsett. On this day, 40 years
1: ago, the Cowboys running back set an NFL record for the longest touchdown run from scrimmage when he went 99 yards for a score against the Vikings, actually taking the handoff two yards deep in his own end zone. Obviously, this record will never be broken, and since then, only Derrick Henry has tied it. There have been 13 99-yard pass plays in NFL history. Oddly, the Cowboys franchise record for most touchdown runs of 30 yards or more in one season, five does not belong to Dorsett or Emmett Smith or Ezekiel
2: Elliott. Mm. In fact, it was set this year by Tony Pollard. Wow, that was a wow. I was watching the game when he did that, Tony, a wow to hear it. But Tony Dorsett, one of the forgotten great backs, at a time when backs were almost as important as quarterbacks to your offense. They got the ball so often sure. and they broke games open and determined the fate of your team during seasons. Tony Dorsett was that good. You think he's forgotten? I don't. People don't talk about him nearly
1: enough. Well, you and I are talking about him. Happy trails to Purdue's unbeaten season. For The second year in a row, Rutgers knocked off Purdue when Purdue was the number one ranked team. Last year, they did it on a half-court buzzer beater. Yesterday, they did it by one point, 65-64 on the road. This stopped the Boilermakers' unbeaten streak at 13. UConn, which was also unbeaten and ranked number two, lost over the weekend to Xavier. So this leaves New Mexico at 14-0, the only unbeaten D1 team. New Mexico is ranked 21st at the moment. I remember many years ago when New Mexico was good. In the early 1960s, they were led by 6'9", 225-pound Ira Harge, who had one of the great nicknames ever, Ira
2: the Large Harge. A bad week in in general for the Big Ten. Let me just say this point about New Mexico. I know I've been in that stadium, in that arena, in the pit, to watch a fairly famous yeah. game. It's hard to remember yes, exactly yeah. 40 years ago, but weren't you at that game
1: as well? I did not go to that game. that one on TV. I mean, it, it's, that's North Carolina State. Yes. That's Valvano's game. Yeah, and I remember it was called the pit. I had never the been pit. to that particular site, Great but arena. I remembered New Mexico... I'm pretty sure their nickname is the Lobos, Lobos. and they, you know, they were a good team. And they're ranked 21st now because nobody even knows that they're 14-0. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. Rafael Devers and the Red Sox agreed to a one-year $17.5 million deal to avoid arbitration.
2: Is that a big deal? Well, I mean, the Red Sox have been losing all these terrific players, but one year doesn't guarantee you that player for long, so you still wonder what's going to happen. How committed are they? The Bruins beat the Penguins in Fenway to win the Winter Classic. Is that significant? Here's what's significant about it. I didn't know that was on.
1: I love that outdoor game. I watch that all the time. I didn't know it was on. I feel lousy about that. Let's go, Prompter. Move it up. Thank you. Connor Bedard has 21 points through five games at the World Junior
2: Championships. Are you impressed? Yes, of course I'm impressed. I'm going to be even more impressed if he's drafted by the worst team in the NHL which is how it should happen, right? The best player in the amateur ranks goes to the worst team in the pros. That would be my Chicago Blackhawks. Thank you very much, Cristiano Ronaldo. introduces the newest member of the Saudi team, Al Nasser. Your thoughts?
1: It's sports-washing. I find it disturbing. Last one, the Carolina Hurricanes
2: are on an 11-game heater. Do they beat the Rangers tonight? Second-best record after the Brewers in the league, but the Rangers are pretty good at 20-12 and at six times. Yeah, they keep it going. They stay on their heat. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheim. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple podcast. And now, here's SportsZone. It's
3: nice to be back. It's nice to see you.
1: Glad we do this.
3: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too.